Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Monday, September 12th, 2022. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections that I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being recommended in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what will give you our loves, likes, and leans indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, cousin Jared, impossible reality for any gambler to have a winning week every week, unfortunately. Um, last week, slightly down. Um, we had a really hot stretch there. For a while, it's been kind of more 50-50. Up the last two weeks, barely down a little bit. Um you know, I mean, in reality, right, if, if 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 the hot streaks are great and then the downs from that are 50-50, you know, break-even type things, mm -hmm. I'm thrilled personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all <laughs> you can really ask for. Uh, and, and I would say that the, the picks that I make don't always align with the picks that you make. So our weeks can be vastly different. I had a terrible week. So I'm glad to hear oh. that, that you did did better than I did on, on baseball this week. It's, it seemed just like, you know, a string of bad luck after after bad luck with some of these these baseball games these past week. So I'm glad to hear that you were just down a little. I, I was down more than a little. Oh, yeah. And it's September baseball. And it, it's felt some weirder ones lately. I mean, like this Sunday here, you had the Brewers run line. Still winning, but by one, that was a big one. I feel like we've had like one a day that's been like, whoa, how did that one, you know, that one looked yeah. like it was done. And we talked late last week where there were the two, the two games that were home favorites in the ninth inning <laughs> losing and yeah. It, yeah, just weird things like that. And sometimes it's September baseball, right? Sometimes it's just baseball. That's <laughs> just the way yeah. it goes some, sometimes. Yeah. Um, the thing, real quick, and I just want to address this, and I feel like I shouldn't have to say anything because I feel like we're all grown adult humans at this point, and maybe some of us aren't, and maybe that's the problem. Uh, I, I just want to remind everybody that, that the comment section here, and, and I, you know, hit me up on Twitter and drop those comments. You know, we love this. What we're looking for is good engagement questions, uh, you know, we're not looking for um, people telling people they're wrong about things. We're not looking for arguments. We're not looking for fights. We're not looking for trolls. I feel like I, you know, and, and I guess, you know, since, since uh, my son's passing now, we, it's been a couple months. Time has been weird for me. Most of y'all are aware of this, but we have had a lot of new followers and subscribers since then. So some of you may be a, unaware of that situation. I, I think my tolerance for 
people being jerks is just nothing right now. So I, again, I shouldn't have to say anything and most of y'all are fantastic. And I love most of y'all to death. Um, I love the good comments and the good interactions and the questions and the, what do you think about this? Or the, yeah, but did you consider this, you know, and sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no or whatever. It's a lot of good questions. I'm looking for people who want to learn and have good engaging dialogue, not people who just want to argue and fight. And like I said, my tolerance is just very low for that these days. Um, Cousin John, I should have to say this, right? <laughs> no, no. And I mean, best case scenario, we're going to be wrong like 46% of the time. And, and yeah. God knows I'm going to say something that is the completely wrong analysis of the game. And it's going to go completely the opposite of the way that I say. Yeah. So uh, all, all I got to say is, you know, I, I, me personally, I'm going to be wrong. So yeah. like, if you're yeah. for somebody that's 100%, that ain't me. Just, yeah. just telling you. Absolutely. And, and, and I do truly mean what I say. I want you to be comfortable with the plays. It, everyone has their own strategy and I, and I give out total numbers as well. And some of that's worked for some of y'all. I'm just trying to help with every which way I can. Um, I, I, I want to make sure it comes across too that I don't, and I don't mean this callously. I don't care how you bet. That's not my business. That's your business. I'm just trying to give all the information and, and provide value with some interesting insights uh, my personal thought, and I've talked about this with the ABC grade picks. My personal thought is I want to get a lot of plays in on baseball and I want to scale them where, it, you know, my portfolio is really diverse and weighted to the things I like more. That's kind of just what I think. But if you want to play fewer games or whatever, and some people are playing these types of B picks and the C picks have done really well lately. And that's why I said, I, I, I you know, maybe put a little bit of them, maybe, maybe don't, it's your call. I don't really care. I, I want to make sure that comes across. Cause I feel like there were some comments about, some of these things recently and i'm like you know what I, I bottom line is i don't care i'm just trying to tell you this is kind of how i think it should be scaled and you can see the results it's all laid out there i'm trying to be transparent as possible and hopefully you find a little way that works and you can kind of piece it together kind of like you said cousin jared you know you play things completely different and sometimes i've seen you have much better weeks than i've had <laughs> but then yes. sometimes yeah. it works the opposite way it's just yeah, kind of exactly. the way it goes right so yeah. uh, hopefully it's more good than bad and i feel like the overall has been really good. I've been really pleased with it. I love the changes that we made to the model here that I made to the model, you know, um, a couple months ago. Um, on a on a brighter note, I have to, I have to rock the, the pretty blue Royals jersey tonight. Isn't this a beautiful color? I just I love it the is. color of this. I, it is. We talked about we talked about jerseys. I know you're sad to not see the Mariners jersey, uh, cousin Jared. The Mariners, uh, two out of three wins this weekend. Um, yep as a grade plays, but I mean, I, I had the Royals as an a grade play here on Sunday. And he said the yeah. Royals win as an a grade play. You got to pimp the Royals jersey, right? Like that doesn't happen every day. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And they met one of the qualifications that singer has to be pitching. And, yeah, right. and so when, when he's pitching, then boom, a there, play, you go. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Mariners, I, I, I just, I, I want to end on a happy note before we get into the games. I mean, don't you just get the warm fuzzies when you think about the Mariners? I mean, it, I, I know you're sad. I bring you on a show and you can't, and you can't pick the Mariners, right? Yeah, I mean, what kind of cruel and unusual punishment is that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 25% ROI playing the Mariners this year. Um, I think, you know, and, 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 you know, a really, really good example here, a 0% ROI when fading the Mariners, which I feel like that's just a sign, you know, yeah. like you can fade them. Like I faded them. Play. I faded them, but it's been kind of up. It's won it some, it's lost some, right? Yeah. 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 But playing them 25% ROI yeah. is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it has. And I, I just, I, there are still people who haven't seen the light yet with the Mariners. And, uh, you know, we are here preaching the good news of the yeah. Mariners. I feel like yeah. almost daily, um, they're a really good team. They have a really good bullpen. They have a top 10 offense. When yeah. you look at park neutral stats, uh, yeah. they're a really good team as an Astros fan. I'm scared to see them in the playoffs. 
I, I know the Ashes have played well against them this season, but my yeah. goodness, that team uh, just, they're so, they're so good. They scare yeah. me. They're, they're yeah. sneaky good. They're sneaky good. I mean, the Dodgers are obviously still the best team in baseball. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say the Mariners are better than the Dodgers, yeah. but the Mariners, I feel like are just that sneaky good team. They got some good starting pitching and the, the bullpen depth sometimes is an issue in the playoffs because teams wear out their, uh, their pitchers. But I mean, they got so many good arms in the bullpen that, yeah. They could shorten they're, games. I, yeah, yeah, they're just they're just solid all the way around. And, and yeah. to use a college football analogy, they're the team that you make one mistake and they're going to capitalize on yeah. it every single time. Yep, yep. And uh, you know, like I said, two, two out of three here against the Braves uh, this weekend. And I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. Afternoon game here on Monday, part of a doubleheader. One of the makeup games from losing the early series. Uh, they played this as the one-off. Right after the All-Star break, they played one of the games of the series, and now we're playing the other two here. Uh, Rangers at the Marlins. The first game will be Glenn Otto and Trevor Rogers. I'm going to be on the Rangers on this one. I don't know about you, Cousin Jared. I feel like I got a little heartburn back in Glenn Otto. Uh, yeah, yeah. He looked good last time out, though. So, I mean. He did and, because I lost. Yes. <laughs> same. Fighting him, yeah. Same. Uh, model gives him a 110 rating. Trevor Rogers a 101. I mean, neither one of these guys are much to write home about. Uh, Otto does have a better ERA, 480 to 551, but the underlying metrics flip and say that Trevor Rogers is the better pitcher, has performed better, just not gotten quite the same balances. But again, neither one of these guys is great. Rangers offense, you know, decent. Marlins offense, not. Um, Rangers relievers, not very good. Marlins relievers, not very good either. I mean, this is baseball that we're going to watch because it's on during the day, but otherwise yeah. it's not going to, not going to make the screen much. Interesting on this one, the total seven the model says 8.2. The model thinks there's to go over seven in this one based off of subpar pitching and subpar relievers. It's, I, I, I kind of tend to agree. I, I think seven's probably too low in this one, just given the pitching. The other thing to consider if one team gets ahead and I'm not saying that will, but I'm just saying if one team does get up four to nothing, five nothing, you know, you will probably see weaker relievers and then the runs could go crazy. So yep. uh, I'm not saying you should necessarily an alternate total might make sense to go over because usually if you go like over, you know, eight and a half, you're like minus one ten or something, but like you get an over eight and a half on this one for some big plus odds. Right. Just something to consider there because again, if there, if it does get to be a blowout, there might be more runs than you'd expect. I'm going to be on the Rangers here. I really debated long and hard about money line and run line. I really, if I could have gotten better odds on the money line, I probably would have been enticed to do that. And and I, I just wasn't here tonight. You know, uh, the model says it should be one of Marlins minus 103. Seems like a coin toss game right now. The price I'm seeing on the Rangers is plus 110. Just not enough to get me really excited about the Rangers at plus 110. Plus 120 maybe would be a number I'd be a little more excited about. So as it is, I'm going to go on the run line. I don't like these odds either, though, at minus 180. But I do think there's some value in it. And I'm kind of hedging a little bit, which is something you can do. And I'm not just trying to say this as like, I'm hosting a show and I'm hedging like you talked about, Cousin Jared. We're going to be wrong a lot. I'm wrong a lot, yeah. right? The whole point is just hopefully I'm right a little bit more than wrong. And or if I'm not, yeah. it's because I'm getting plus odds, right? But right. I'm hedging a little bit. And I think it's okay to hedge your wagers a little bit too. By taking the run lines, the run line on the Rangers, you're kind of ensuring more if there is a lower scoring game, you've increased your probability of winning that one as well. So again, I, you're playing over 
playing Rangers run line, not necessarily a cohesive strategy, but a cohesive strategy might mean you're more likely to win both or lose both. So I'm kind of hedging. Yeah. Sometimes you can do that when you're, when you're gambling and say, Hey, I, I feel like I probably get one of these and maybe I get both. I'm not as likely to get both, but I'm not as likely to lose both either. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing here. I'm kind of saying I'm playing the run line. It kind of lends itself more to a better bet. If it is lower scoring and the total is seven. So if they know something I don't know, I'm kind of secured a little bit better against that. Obviously, Marlins could win like three one or something. Um, but also, again, I, I think seven's too low. So I, I kind of think a little bit over, a little bit on the Rangers. I'm going run line I, plus one ten. Like I said, just wasn't enough. So that's why I'm on run line. But uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you think, cousin Jared? So my my process here, people, is is it an A grade? No. And then I look at it. Do we have a <laughs> do we have a wrong team favored situation? Mm-hmm. And we're we're very close to our, our wrong team favored situation mm-hmm. here. Um, but then the thing is, is that you mentioned the name Glenn Otto. Not a big Glenn Otto fan here in, in my house. And, and so uh, that kind of scared me off there. You look at the Rangers plus one and a half. You mentioned the minus one eighty uh, hard yeah, hard hard pass on <laughs> minus one eighty game, game being swept by respect. Glenn Otto. Totally respect that decision too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what I what I would say is, is for those that have joined the Patreon, uh, the tier where you can get the early access to the lines. This line actually opened Rangers plus one twenty, mm. and so I was actually able to grab a line earlier today. Uh, Rangers plus one twenty. Uh, that's not available here. Um, so you know, at the current numbers, no, no play for me here. But it, like I said, if you've seen those early lines, you might have been able to get the Rangers at around plus one twenty, something like that. Yeah, definitely a lot more exciting plus one twenty than plus one ten. Yeah. I want to make sure it's clear too. We're talking about long-term things. We're talking about the, the 10 cents. If you're just betting one day of your whole life, then that 10 cents, who cares, right? If you're, if you're going to Vegas, yeah. you're there for one day, 10 cents, don't sweat it, right? Yep. If you're talking about doing this every day, those 10 cents, that if you're getting 10 cents on every game, multiple games every night, that's yep. going to really add up. That's that's going to make a, a difference between losing your shirt or losing a little bit. It's going to be the difference between losing yep. a little bit on a profitable season or a profitable season and a really profitable. It's going to really add up. So 10 cents. Right. Really can be a huge difference there. Yeah. Uh, Six ten Eastern first pitch Angels at the Guardians. Weatherwise on this one, looking about seventy degrees through the totality of this game. Winds blowing out at thirteen miles an hour to start, mm-hmm. closing around eight. So it's pretty solid winds blowing out on this one. Reed Detmers and Connor Pilkington, a pair of lefties. Detmers the better pitcher. Uh, slightly better results, but much better underlying metrics than Pilkington has on the right side of average. Pilkington on the wrong side of average. Pilkington's probably not going to give us a lot of length either, which is fine because the Guardians have such a good bullpen. That's kind of what's fueling my play here on the Guardians minus 125. Cousin Jared, as you talked a lot about, fading the Angels has been a really profitable move for most of the season. Not always, but in general, it's worked really well for us. Uh, Model says it should be Guardians 125. I'm taking 125, and I'm actually giving this a B grade simply because of this. Uh, I I talked about this on the college football show, that, and that one, I, I, I trust the model, but not like completely because there's a lot of factors to think about who played who you played the week before who you're playing the next week injuries quarterback you know stylistic there's there's more to consider in college football we got to really do some more analysis in baseball you can kind of mostly trust it being player based maybe not 100 percent, but like 98 percent uh the caveat here one of the things i think it does miss is that i think pilkington has the advantage here with such a good bullpen behind him to pitch better than he is without mm-hmm. having to have that pressure of going six innings. I don't know what they're telling him, but if it's me, I'm telling him go out once through the lineup, maybe twice. We got a great bullpen and a lot of guys behind you who can throw well. And so because we're not expecting a lot from Pilkington, that gives me more confidence that he can have a clean three innings or something like that against just a mediocre angels offense games in, in Cleveland 
And like I said, I, I think the relievers here of the Guardians really the strength. Detmer's not a bad pitcher. I just think the Guardians can take this one. So minus 125 is a price I'm okay to lay. It's a B group pick for me. Model says total of eight. The actual total is eight and a half. Surprised me given the wind blowing out so strong. But you have cooler temperatures, and the temperature matters as much, if not more, than the wind does. So closing this game in the upper 60s. Um, and again, such good relievers for the Guardians and a good starter for the Angels. Model says that don't overreact to the wind blowing out. That eight and a half may be actually a little bit too high for this game. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So I'm glad to see that you gave this a, a B grade, even though there was uh, almost no edge anywhere for, for the Guardians here. Uh, because on the season fading the Angels, uh, you're up 15 units, 14% ROI fading yeah. the Angels. And on the Guardians, <laughs> this, this is going to be... This is going to be your 88th time backing the Guardians this season. <laughs> You've backed the I don't Guardians. Have no, I have no words. I, 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 I have no words. <laughs> yeah, 88. This is going to be your 88th time backing the Guardians. You're up 12 and a half units, 10% ROI. So I am glad to see that you were giving this a B grade, even though there was ac no actual edge <laughs> here. Uh, this is one. Okay, so it's not an A, a it's, grade. It's my so brain. Kind of, I, I, it's fitting, right? Yeah, yeah so, so this is one of those things where I'm staying away from right now. I, I, I have no idea why the, the this Guardians number would come down. But because of the stats that I just read you, I would have like a much shorter leash than I normally would for right. making a play on this game. So if this got down to like Guardians. Threshold to clear. Yeah, so if it was like Guardians minus 120, sign me up. I'm, I'm yeah. all over that. So yeah, 88th play on the Guardians though, for those who are keeping count at home. I'm, I actually, I love that you brought this up. We didn't talk about this. I was thinking about this uh, right before we came on actually though, that uh, talking about the Mariners, right? And mm -hmm. we've backed the Mariners a lot the last two and a half, three months, not mm -hmm. every night, faded them a few times. Mm -hmm. Back the Guardians a lot too. There's a couple of teams like this. And I want to make sure that something is very clear that it's not as if the strength of what I'm doing here on baseball is just, blind back certain teams and blind fade certain teams. But even if you said it was, why am I doing that? It's because the model's continuously telling us that certain teams are underpriced or overpriced. And that's what we're seeing. The model has continuously told us the Blue Jays are overpriced all season yeah. long. Yeah. And we faded them and we've made money off of them. Not every night, but it's been one of those things where it's like, just mostly fade them and it's okay. And why am I doing that? Well, the model's saying they're overpriced. The Guardians have been underpriced. The Mariners have been underpriced. Been backing these teams a lot. Hasn't worked as well in the Guardians as the Mariners, but it's like, it, it, and it's not every night and trying to figure out where there are bigger edges and not. And that's kind of what we're trying to talk about and, and dissect. But part of this is the model just saying, hey, these teams are kind of constantly overpriced. And if, and if the books figure that out, we will adjust. And if not, we're going to keep backing them absurd numbers of times as you just put it out and yeah, just say, Hey, yeah. like, you said, like a slow and steady 10% ROI backing the guardians, sign me up every day of the week and twice on Tuesdays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. We've got to change the subject fast because uh, the next time that you fade the nationals, it will be the it's like 97th, time. 97th yeah. time that you have faded the nationals and you have a 7% ROI. So good job. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So I feel like you're going to go to the rabbit hole for that one forever. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it hasn't worked that well for every team, right? There are some teams that it just hasn't worked. That's the way it goes, right? But it's just yeah, it's, worked, yeah. it's worked more than it's not worked, which is the point. Uh, yeah. 640 Eastern first pitch. Pirates at the Reds. My goodness, some more bad baseball here. Uh, mm -hmm. Low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be blowing out to left or across to left. It's kind of in between right now. Around 10 miles an hour, so it could give a little bit of boost to the hitters. Um, maybe not. Maybe it's more across. It doesn't hit our friendly ballpark, but again, not extremely favorable temperatures. The total on this one is nine and a half. I was really hoping for nine 
Mm. At nine, you could really talk me into going over. Model says 9.2, nine and a half. I'm not going over nine and a half. Out of, yep. out of, nine and a half is a high bar to clear for me. Yep. And this one doesn't get there. It's just not, if it's hot, absolutely. But being cooler, I would need the winds to shift to straight out rather than just maybe across and out. I'll, I'll update uh, as it gets closer to game time, um, you know, around noon-ish, maybe on Monday. Uh, here, so I'll update it. if the wind shifted. Maybe you think maybe that changes, but right now the wind's not doing it for me in order to go over uh, two below average pitchers and Bryce Wilson and Mike Miner. But Mike Miner, guy I talked about lately, been backing him a little bit. He's actually been kind of competent as of late. He was terrible yeah. for quite some time, decent as of late, but otherwise, both these guys are not good at the pitching. Um, both sets of relievers also not good. Both offense is not good. Uh, the Pirates' offense grades better than the Reds' offense, but gets a ding because they're a little left-handed heavy. Mm. The Reds' relievers grade better than the Pirates' relievers because I think everybody grades better than the Pirates' relievers. Yeah. I'm on the I Reds would, here, minus... Yeah. yeah. I would I'm be shocked Reds, if, if anybody graded worse than the Pirates' bullpen. I think they're dead last, um, yeah. <laughs> according to my grades. Uh, yeah. I'm on the Reds, minus 128, B-grade pick. Model says minus 130. A couple keynotes I want to talk about here. First off, if this game's close at the end, as much as the Reds relievers got a bad rap for how bad they were earlier in this season, they do have at least a couple competent arms. I don't think the Pirates do, so that lends to our favor. I don't think it will be close late, though, because I think that minor... The model is slow to adjust on these things. It was slow to downgrade him, but now it's being slow to upgrade him back up. I think Miner's closer to league average than Bryce Wilson is. And so I think there's a little bit bigger of an edge than the model realizes. So the model says minus 130. I think it should be more like minus 135 or upper minus 130s. So minus 128 is an okay play. It's not what I love. Backing a bad team is never something that I love. But at home, I'm okay backing the Reds here at this price. It's a B-grade play. Minus 120. I'm getting a lot more excited. That's probably closer to an A grade, especially in the minus one teens. Minus one twenty eight. I'm still on the Reds though with the B grade. Cousin Jared, what do you think? If you are into the over thing, the nine and a half, the over nine and a half is currently even money. So at least you have that going for you. Uh, like like he said, come back, check tomorrow. He'll update the, the weather information. And maybe you could update a total there. Maybe if the wind shifts a little bit, that might be something yeah. you're interested in. Let's uh let's go down. Of course, the- it, of course, it could shift the other direction. It could be more across and the total could predict the total could drop. Yeah, exactly. So just make sure you get that latest information if that's something you're interested in. And let's go. Well, let's go. Okay. One, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. One thing I was going to say about the total real quick. Uh, I don't know shopping around, but like I would also, if it's if it's nine and a half over even money, there might be a place you can wait or shop around. Maybe you can get it nine at a different shop. That would be something mm-hmm. enticing too, potentially. Yes. Yes. I, I would agree. So let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit more uh, on your, 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 your pitcher scale here. I was just looking at your rankings uh-huh. of bullpens. If you had to guess what the rating was that you gave the pirates bullpen currently without looking it up. And remember a, a higher number is, is bad. hundred is average. So what do you think the pirates bullpen projection is? Unfortunately, I know what it is because I had it on my screen. So mm. I, we can't, okay. it's a great game, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lie. Like I, I, I yeah. I, oh, I, it's a, it's one thirty one, which is one hundred and thirty one. Like, I I did not like terrible. I thought this yeah. like the scale ended at like one twenty five. Like I didn't it, think that there was anything above that. 
it tends to for bullpens because bullpens are a conglomerate like for individual pitchers. It won't right. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's more variability for an individual pitcher. But one of the things that we talk about when we teach the subject of correlation regression, this is similar is that when you have averages, it tends to deflate that variability. And so it can give you some misleading results. If you mm-hmm. have averages versus individual observations, that's what you see here. We have averages, which is what a bullpen is when you're taking the totality of it. I'm getting deep into the weeds of math here, but the average part of that tends to deflate that variability and pull it towards the middle. And so, yes, it, it's yeah. when you get up to the 130 is 125 is very bad. 131 is unbelievable. Whew. And yeah. their top three is still 129. Like that's yeah. that's that. Wow. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Well, that to be fair, the top three is compared to all other top threes. So, okay. Well, there bad. you go. Just it's just, just that. It just means it's just as bad. It doesn't get any better because yeah. there's some teams that their top three is like at least a little better, or you could it kind of gives you an idea of if if, it, if their bullpen is better on depth or better on you know, backing guys or whatever. It's kind of like the Reds, right? The Reds top three gets the same rating, which is they get some guys who are competent, not great. Um, obviously a guy like Diaz is great, but like their third best guy is, you know, most teams fifth best guy. And right, they're just right. kind of meh all the way around, but much better than the Pirates. Yeah. Yep. 640 Eastern. Uh, my goodness, do I love the total in this one. I don't even want to, yeah. I, like I have, an, I have an A grade play. I'm not even leading with the A grade play because this total, oh my goodness, model says 6.1. And you get seven wow. and a half, you get under seven and a half in this one. I can't explain it. Look, we've got 10-ish mile an hour winds blowing in the entire night. We've got 65 degrees in Detroit, it's going to be chilly with the wind blowing in, and a guy in from Valdez who doesn't even need the wind blowing in because he's a ground ball pitcher against yeah. a horrible offense in the Tigers. I don't think the Tigers score at all in this game. <laughs> and then you got Eduardo Rodriguez, who's just very average, but in this conditions, like you're yeah, gonna have to yeah. really get a hold of a ball to get it out. Yeah, uh, I mean the Astros should score some runs, but I don't think they're gonna get to get to eight by themselves. Um, I, I, I love I love everything in this game. I love under, and I this is already I can tell you what's gonna be. Probably not necessarily. You never know. I'll, I'll see what's in the morning. But I mean, strong contender no, for, par- for parlay of the day. I mean, I don't feel like we're we're, we're going to be breaking any news. Like I, I'm, I'm probably, quite confident this is what I, it's going to be. There's a couple lines that haven't come out yet, so just never know, right? What we can get, yeah. Because like, you know, but uh, I mean, my goodness, yeah, this one is. I love the under and I love the mm-hmm. Astros here. I'm taking them on the run line at minus 105. It's an A grade play. I'm shocked. I, this okay. This is the flip scenario of the Marlins game. I am shocked at this number because to me, mm-hmm. when you see the Astros minus 236 is what the model says this should be. It's Astros minus 195. Mm-hmm. If you have a situation where it's as low scoring as I think it would be, then it's having the opposite effect on this number. Like I figured with it being really low scoring, that I would just be getting different odds in this. It just surprised, it just blows my mind that it's near even money. Yeah. Minus 105 on the run lines in a group play. I love the money line. If you're of the parlay type, I think throw the Astros in your money line parlays. Again, same recommendations I always give out, right? Don't do 17 parlays. Don't put the same team in all of your parlays, right? Things like that. Um, if, it, if a team is a bad play by itself, it's a bad play in a parlay. It doesn't make it better because it's in a parlay, right? That sort of thing. All those caveats aside, parlays are usually not the smartest of plays, but if you're doing them, uh, Astros money line in the parlay, I think, makes a lot of sense. I love the Astros. I love the under. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> Cousin Jared, what do, you, what do you got? 
Yeah, so I'm going a, a slightly different direction. I'm also on the Astros, but I'm just going to play them on the money line, uh, minus 195, locked it in whenever we started recording this. Um, so uh, low-scoring game there. It kind of pains me to lay the run and a half in, in a game where you could have so few runs. Uh, I, I know I've been trying to understand your logic on the run lines lately. It's still not completely meshing with me. We'll talk about that maybe later with some of the games we've got coming up. But in a low-scoring game like this, this is one of those things where I'll, I'll lay the minus 195 odds i'm just asking the astros a good team to do good things i'm asking the 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 tigers a bad team to do bad things it seems like pretty easy to me and you're and you're asking from bravodez who's like not gonna win the cy young but like gonna be like fifth or sixth in the cy young or whatever like yeah you're asking a guy who's really good and it's not like it's smoke and mirrors right his his underlying metrics say zero should be right around three i mean you're asking him to go up against the Tigers on a chilly night with the wind blowing in to just yeah. do things that he should normally do. I don't think you're asking exactly. too much. Exactly. I, the run line thing too, it's it's a lot also really just comfortability with home and road. Uh, mm-hmm. If this was Astros at home, I probably would actually look money line just because the whole batting last thing is just makes yeah. it tougher to win by more than one. But on the road, yeah. I'll, I'll go run line. But I, going money line, I think makes a lot of sense as well, as does the under. Like a lot of ways you can look at this game and profit off of it. Yeah, in my opinion. Seven oh five Eastern first pitch Rays and Jays. All we talked about, you know, fade the Blue Jays being mostly just profitable all season. I don't know what the line's going to be on this one. Nothing's out right now. Uh, we're projecting Cooper Criswell versus Jose Barrios. Barrios not as bad as that five twenty three ERA. Talked early on in the season that he was overvalued and not good, and then he pitched pretty bad and and. Now he's kind of just leveled out at just league average. And that's what I said from the start that I thought he was, even though he was being priced like he was better than that. I think everyone kind of realized now he's pretty league average. Again, not as bad as the 523 ERA, but but not good. Cooper Criswell, I'm a little bit nervous about. He was in the Angels system, didn't pitch much, didn't pitch great. Uh, He's pitched better for Tampa's minor league system because I guess that's like what's in the water in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody gets better. Yeah. But like if – I don't know – but if you got if you were with the Angels and then now you're not if you couldn't make if you couldn't make it up from the Angels minor league system to pitch for the Angels I'm just a little bit nervous what we're gonna get from them. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> yeah, so a little nervous about that to be honest about back in the race. But the Rays are a really good team uh, despite uh, losing two out of three in Yankee Stadium. Again, Yankees a good team on you know in, yep. in New York. I mean, but Rays are really Blue Jays are really good too. The problem I have with the Blue Jays isn't that they're not good. I do think they're really good. I think they're a top ten team for sure in baseball. You know, yep. borderline top five. Also depends on who's pitching. Yeah, uh, the back of their rotation is really rough. But uh, two good baseball teams. Uh, all depends on the price on this one. Model says it should be Blue Jays minus one oh nine. The model thinks. And this is where I'm going, to out, I'm going to outline why the model comes to this number. Then you can agree or disagree and play it however you think. The model thinks that while I'm not really loving what I'm seeing from Cooper Criswell, and I'm, and I'm not that comfortable with him, that the Rays bullpen is strong enough that they're – it's kind of like with the Guardians and, and Pilkington. They're not asking him to do much. So the model gives that a little bit of a boost. If this was Cooper Criswell starting for the Angels, starting for you know the Pirates or something like that with a bad bullpen behind him, uh, it would it would – be like red sirens like this isn't going to go well yeah. but the race relievers are starting to project really well um mm-hmm. they got a lot of guys behind him who could come in and throw uh, i don't know where ryan yarborough is in this situation he's around somewhere lurking probably because i feel mm-hmm. like every time we turn around this guy's coming 
yeah, <laughs> and yeah. throw in long. They just got a lot of guys who can throw. I have no idea who yeah. it might be, but the model just says like it'll be okay. And that's where it comes up with this number that the Blue Jays should be slight favorites, but not by much. Basically says that any edge that the Blue Jays have throwing a competent starter against a guy most of us haven't heard of is offset by the fact that the Rays relievers are better than the uh, Blue Jays relievers. Model actually grades out the Rays offense as good as the Blue Jays, assuming that the Rays are throwing right-handed pitching. Garbo being a lefter, if, if if and when he pitches a series, that might give the Blue Jays a little bit more of an edge. But it gets kind of model just kind of saying like all this balance out two really good baseball teams. This should be a good game. Blue Jays are home; they should be favored, uh, but yeah. not by much. And so that's where it comes with minus one hundred nine and a total of nine point three. Cousin Jordan, what are your thoughts on for us on this one? Can we just take a moment to appreciate the Rays and how? Like the entire league has become homogenized around like this is how you need to win baseball games and this is how you need yeah. to construct a roster and everything else. And the Rays for you know almost two decades and now, now you can't shift. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and now the Rays for almost two decades have just been like doing their own thing and winning. Like they are constantly uh, evolving and doing something mm-hmm. different and not being put in a box and not being like everybody else. So kudos to the Rays. Um, based on how the Blue Jays have been overpriced or underpriced or overpriced, I guess is the overpriced right word to use. Mm-hmm. Overpriced all season. Like I'm going to guess this line comes out at like, I don't know, the Rays plus 125, plus 130. Probably. I think it's definitely on the table. And it's Probably. if it comes out plus 125 to 130, that's going to be an A play and then I'll be on it. So um, just, just know that's about what I'm looking for on this game to be on the uh, race side. Yeah, I, I assume the same thing. I assume this is going to be Blue Jays like minus 150 or minus 140 or something. Oh, wow. I think that will be like, well, the, on the minus, and then that would make the plus kind of like what you were saying. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, it, it, it should be a really great baseball game. Uh, plus odds probably yep. offer some good value on the race. Uh, we'll, yep. we'll see, of course. It'd be nice to back, back the Jays every, every once in a while I get to. It's just very rare that they're not yeah. overpriced. Yep. Um, that's what happens with good teams, I guess. Yep. 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Cubs at the Mets. Mid-upper 70s for this one. Winds will be blowing out. Maybe across by the end of the game, around 5 miles an hour. Javier Assad versus Chris Bassett. Assad is a 293 ERA on the season, but the underlying metrics say that his ERA should be in the mid-fours. So a guy that has a lot of smoke and mirrors, he gets a 110 grade from the model for a reason. It's been a great story for him. I just don't think that this is going to continue, and I don't think it's going to continue against an offense as good as the Mets. I'm calling my shot here that this is where it ends. I don't really think I'm going out on a limb too much. I'm only going out on a limb if you only look at ERA. If you only look at ERA, you're like, whoa, bold call, professor. But if you look at the underlying metrics and you see where the model grades them, you're like, you're, you know, I'm not really making that bold of a call saying I think the Mets can put some runs up off of him. Right. Um, then when it gets to the relievers, the Cubs relievers are just so bad. We see it night in and night out. It's the scariest thing backing the Cubs. It's every time I back the Cubs and regret it, it's been because their relievers have been terrible. Yeah. I don't know how the Mets don't score a lot of runs in this game, just to be completely honest. Like whether it's from the start, middle, or end, the Mets should put up some runs. And the Cubs offense at this point grades out to be below average. Chris Bassett, above average. His 324 ERA is pretty representative of who he is. He's a good pitcher. I mean, this is all Mets. Yeah. Price right now on the Mets is minus 275. Model says it should be minus 288. So realistically, if you're talking money line, as long as it starts with a two, it's an okay play on the Mets for me. Obviously, the higher twos I don't like as much, but I just don't want to I don't want to play the Mets with the price starting with a three. That's just too high for me. But otherwise, yeah. with a two is fine if that's the type of thing you're in. I'm gonna play them on the run line. It's minus 135. Uh I don't love the type of the run line. I don't love the run line for the home team, but 
I will do it in this case simply because I, I think I mentioned this last week. Like my my angle for the run line for a home team is I'm only going to play it if I think it's going to get ugly. I think it's going to get ugly. And has so, potential to get ugly. Yes, has potential to get ugly. I think this is like seven to one type of Mets victory, and so I'll be all over the Mets here. Run line, be great pick. Odds not good enough, not enough value for an A grade. Uh, if you're getting closer to minus one ten, minus one fifteen, that's exciting odds. Minus one thirty five. I think it's worth a play. It's just not what I want to be heavy on. And that's, again, what I want to reiterate with the ABC is I think a lot of these are all worth plays. It's just kind of scaling a little bit more, a little bit less, just to be a little bit more invested, just like you would do with your retirement portfolio. For those of you who have stock market investments, you don't put the exact same amount of money in every mutual fund, right? You know, or, or, or if you do, think about what the mutual fund's doing. They are balancing, right? They've got a little bit more yep. in, in different things. And that's all we're talking about here is I think the Mets are worth a play, but maybe a little bit less of an investment than something else. I think it gets ugly. Uh, model says total of 7.8. Actual total is 8. Cousin Jada, what do you got? So the model makes this uh, on, the, on the money line about Mets minus 280. And the line is, or excuse me, minus 288. Currently, it's available at minus 280. That's not a large enough edge for me, and that's even you know to the realm of that's that's even too steep of odds for me. You know, yeah. like the Astros at minus one ninety five, but minus two eighty is a little too steep. Hi. And, yeah. and yeah, and, and just the minus one thirty five on the lay in the run and a half don't feel good about either. So this is one that I am passing on. Yeah. Uh, since there is a little bit of a Mets money line edge, money line parlay Mets and Astros. Sure. Not a bad I play. Mean, yeah, no, uh, definitely. Well, I think way worse plays that, that you can have than that yeah. one. That, yeah. That's actually a parlay that I would somewhat feel comfortable with. I, I agree. And that's what we always talk about. Remember with, with the parlays, like I know I said it, I just want to make sure I really indicate, like if you look at it, you say there's no, not if what you said about the Mets is, is the key thing. It's not that it's not an okay play to back the Mets. It's that you just don't like that particular exactly. type. That's yeah. the type of thing you want to parlay. You don't want to take something and be like, oh, I don't think it's a good play by itself. It's now magically a good play in the parlay. So like yeah. the Mets, a little bit of value, something like the Astros, some good value, but both odds are steep. If you probably make it, probably look about even money, maybe slightly plus yeah. odds, uh, depending on where you're shopping around. Decent little two-team parlay there. Something, you yeah. know, it's a little food yeah. for thought. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rangers Marlins game two. John Gray and Braxton Garrett, a pair of pitchers coming off the IL to face each other. Um, don't see that every day. Don't see that every day. Both of them pretty good too. Both of them grayed out right around 90. Both of them have ERAs in the mid upper threes. Both of them have underlying metrics in the mid threes. I like backing both of these pitchers. Uh, model says the total should be 7.2. So that total of seven we saw in the first game is what we should see in this game. I, I feel like I'm missing something here. Because there's no there's no price on this as of yet, but like I feel like I'm missing something here. Like if that game is priced at seven, shouldn't this one be priced at like six? <laughs> and like that'd be way too low, right? Yeah, but even then, like I I, I assume that they would think these pitchers wouldn't go deep into the game. Both of them coming off of, of, of an IRL stint, but but would, but that would that make a difference of an entire run? Like I would I wouldn't yeah. think so, but I, yeah. I don't know. Behind it, but that, but I, I guess yeah, I guess all I'm saying here is like if that if the first game is priced at seven and this game is priced at seven, like wouldn't you ra much rather go under seven with this game than the first game? Yes, like yes, e definitely. even if these guys don't go deep, they're still much better than the guys throwing the first game. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, as always with game two of a doubleheader, if you want, may not be a bad idea to see how the first game goes, see how the reliever situation goes, especially if we learn. Um, if we find out that the plan for either one of these pitchers does not go deep, 
and one team's bullpen gets taxed, use a better reliever shoulder. That can really affect how you feel about this game, how you feel about the total of this game too. So a lot of things to consider here that game one could really impact game two uh, based off of the relief pitcher situation. As it is, model says Rangers should be a minus 117 favorite. That when the pitching's about even and the relievers are about even, the Rangers got a much better offense than the Marlins. Not that the Rangers offense is great. It's, it's average, but the Marlins offense pretty terrible. And so should be road favorites uh, to the price of minus 117. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Sure. Everything you said sounds <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I've got nothing. All right. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Tyler Anderson versus Ryan Nelson. Tyler Anderson, a guy I, I've been saying all season, I think is solid, uh, undervalued, above average, gets a 92 grade from the model. He's been above average from the model all season long. So his good season is not a surprise to me and the model. Uh, 273 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics do say that it should be about a run higher. So he's overperformed a little bit. He shouldn't, he's, he's, he's good. But his results have been great, and he's probably not going to be able to continue to do that all season. I say that I mean, Julio Urias has been doing it all season and making me look like a fool. So, like, yeah, who knows, so right? Is, so, so is Gonsolin. And I'm just glad I'm not glad he's hurt. I'm glad yeah. that I don't have to say that every five days because he yeah. also is making yeah. me look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan Nelson for the Diamondbacks, the model last time out just wasn't convinced, uh, said treated like a bullpen game, didn't think he'd go deep. Obviously, he's one of the top pitcher pitching prospects for the Diamondbacks. But based off of what he had been doing, it was kind of like uh, might not go great. Calling up, you know, was very, very tentative. Pitched fantastic, seven shutout innings. And his underlying metrics were really good too. So the model's like, okay, I see what you're doing there. Now gives him a slightly above average rating. Obviously, a lot of variability. A good, Another good start or a bad start could really swing his rating coming out of this game. But a great game the first time out for him. Obviously, Dodgers, much better offense, much better relievers than Diamondbacks, a much better team than the Diamondbacks. But in a game that the starting pitching might be even-ish, Dodgers way overpriced. Uh, I'm seeing a price of minus 220 in the Dodgers. Model says minus 169. The Dodgers should be healthy road favorites. Minus 169 is a pretty solid road favorite. Um, But they're going up against an above-average pitcher here. So the model says... Take the Diamondbacks. I'm going to do it on the run line. I'm getting plus 115. Yeah. That's an A-grade play for me. There's just a ton of value on this pick. It feels like, and who knows if it'll play out, but it feels like a situation where, um, you know, you get a three or four game series where these games are all kind of like this. You take the Diamondbacks and all of them, and they they win one, and they lose by one and one. And if you're getting plus odds, you know, you're, you're positive on the four games, something like that. Um, yeah. Total this one's nine. Model says 8.4. I, I, I kind of like the angle of under because I think both pitchers might be a little bit undervalued. So under nine, I think, is also a pretty strong play, in my opinion. Uh, what do you think? So, like I said, I've been trying to understand this run line thing. And and for the next game that we talk about, uh, I'll have a little better logic for it. In okay. this game, my logic is it's the Dodgers. I need all the help I can get. And so when the <laughs> yeah. model sees a huge edge like this, I, I, I want to be invested in the game. But the decision between the, the money line, which I think was about – plus 200 last time I saw and, yep. and the plus one and a half, which is like you mentioned plus plus one fifteen. It's just the Dodgers. I feel like I need all the help I can get. And yeah. so I'm taking yeah. the run and a half and at plus odds and saying good luck. But again, this is one of those things where the model sees such a huge edge that I just, I just have to be in on the game somehow. Yeah, absolutely. The, the big edges like this have just been 
kind of blind backing. You don't really have to think yeah. about it. You should just do it. They're not all going to win. Uh, it doesn't even, it's the, the edges at this point have been the ones that even when I look at it and I say, this doesn't make sense. I just go with it because they're still winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. The smaller, the medium sized edges are the ones you kind of, kind of think about is it A or is it B? And that's where it's, it's kind of subjective. And, and, and as I'm always talking about, it's really more of a spectrum. That's why sometimes I say A minus B plus, because it's all, yeah. you know, uh, trying to boil it down to, good content is sometimes not necessarily exactly what's happening right behind the right, scenes. Right. Last game of the night, two late ones here. Uh, this one at 945 Eastern Braves at the Giants. A chilly one in San Francisco. You're probably not surprised. Uh, upper 50s. Wind's blowing out, but again, as we always talk about, a park that's meant to minimize that. Spencer Strider and Alex Cobb, two really good pitchers. Uh, Strider, again, just, I talked about it last time. I mean, real potential here to be yeah. the second best pitcher in baseball. I, 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 I kind of want to ask Jake, but we all know Jake's a little bit of a Homer. Uh, love you, Jake, but I, I don't know if I want to ask him about Spencer Strider, but because it's, I feel like Spencer Strider is a guy I watch and I say, and, and anybody could do it, right. We talked about Hunter Brown for the Astros, right? You see him and, mm-hmm. and uh, his, his, you know, 98 mile an hour slider or whatever dumb thing that happened the other night that he threw. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I see a guy like Strider and I say, he's one of the few pitchers that I look at that I'm like, I don't think he's going to turn into Jacob deGrom, but he's yeah. like one of the only ones that I'm like, if it were to happen, I wouldn't be completely shocked. And there's only like a handful of guys yeah. that could say that, but like his stuff is so incredibly good. Yeah. And he's so young. I mean, it's not, it's not that they expect that to happen. I'm not trying to, you know, heresy here or anything. It, it, you just say that he's so good. And if he gets any better and can really work on that pitch count and the command, I mean, he's the, really no limit for how good he could be. He, he, that is exactly right. Uh, and, and I wonder every time that he's uh, slated to pitch, can he pit, can he strike out 20 people tonight? And, yeah. and the answer is um, not – hasn't it happened yet. No. It hasn't <laughs> right. happened yet, but but it it's not out of the it's, realm of possibility. It, it feels like you got what 18 the other night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it feels like it's coming eventually. Like this yeah, year, next yeah. year, at some point, like if he stays healthy, like it's kind of a matter of time. Yeah, and, um, and we know what that's like as Astros fans that had to sit through the Kerry Wood game. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Logan Webb's breakout, whatever it was, no hitter, and yeah, who knows how yeah. many uh uh who's the other someone else who had no hitter? I, Astros had a handful of those games against us uh, over the years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously the Braves are a much better team than the giants. They should be favored. Just the question is by how much I think the Braves are overpriced in this one, just like the Dodgers are. And that one, the model says it should be Braves minus minus one thirty-seven. Uh prices. Braves minus minus one seventy. I think that'll go better for the Braves here than it did against Seattle. The giants are no Mariners, but I mean, yeah. if you're just thinking about blind backing the Braves here, just look at how this last weekend went for you. I'd ask, but I don't have to because I know how it went. They are a yeah. really good team, but the price matters. And these prices are so high that you're asking the Braves to basically sweep, you know, that type of thing or else you're not going to be profitable. Uh, I'm going to play the run line again here. It's a pretty big edge, just like the one before. Again, model says 137. The Giants are plus 157. But as with the one before, with both the Diamondbacks and the Giants, uh, home teams, if it's tight, getting that run in half makes a lot of sense. Um, just because they're, you know, they're at home. So hopefully that gives them a little bit of, bit of a boost at the end. If it's a tight game, we just have to avoid the one thing to avoid is the ninth inning, 10th inning, whatever 
crooked number that can really throw things awry. It's the one thing we have to avoid. But the model, I mean, the, the books know that. And so we get better odds because of that. So at least we're getting something back for that. It's not like it's completely yeah. lost. Um, Alex Cobb's a really good pitcher too. Like yeah. all the Spencer Strider love is well-deserved, but Alex Cobb, uh, I've been saying it all season, all season yeah. long. I've been saying like, he had like a five year and I was like, y'all, he's still good. Trust me on this one. Era yeah. done a 368. Underlying metrics say around three. He won't get to three because we're running out of time. But again, a really good pitcher. Model gives him an 83 grade rating. He can absolutely keep the Giants yeah. in this ball game. Their average offense is average. Again, Braves offense better. Braves relievers better. Absolutely. I just need the Giants to hang in on this one. Um, I'm taking him on the run line. A great play. Because Joe, what do you think? Yeah, speaking of Cobb, so the model has him as the third best pitcher that's going tomorrow night behind Strider and, and Fromber. So, uh, yeah, that tells, tells you Those how, are two pretty good pitchers. Good they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. T- tells you how good that Cobb is. Um, so uh, I alluded to it there, to bring down the last game. Uh, I am also taking the Giants plus one and a half runs here. And, and this one, a, a lot more uh, science behind it than the last one of just it's the Dodgers. Uh, this one is the model makes this total six and a half. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Uh, talked about two great pitchers. I mean, you know, the, the under probably not a bad look in this game either. I, I can't believe that it is currently available at under seven and a half uh, minus 120 in, in some places, or un, there's an under seven minus 105, for example. So I think there's some, yeah, 100%. I, I think there's, yeah, I think there's some value on the, on the under there. Uh, but again, such a big edge on the Giants here, a low scoring game. I will take the run and a half of the Giants on the run line. Yeah, I, I, I want to look back here a couple things real quick. First off, uh, that park playing much more neutral this year, but the temperature does matter, and it's always chilly in San Francisco. The baseline temperature that we use for park factor is a lot lower there than everywhere else when we talk about the deviation mm-hmm. from that mattering, how we deviate from the park factor. But uh, ball flies a little bit there during the day, a little bit more when it's warmer. Uh, low 50s, it's not going to play like it used to, but it's going to be fairly pitcher-friendly. And honestly, it doesn't really matter how pitcher-friendly it's going to play with these two pitchers on the hill. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I love the under 7.5, model says 6.5. I would not play this on the Giants' money line for fear of the curse of Sunday Night Baseball. Right There you go. And yeah. we again, we use the word curse. And I don't know what you mean mm-hmm. that. It's just that's what people are talking about using that word, right? Right. But they can still lose this game and we win this bet. Like, it, this feels like a yeah. game that the Braves win like one to nothing. <laughs> and yeah. we go, yeah, look at that. The the the, the curse stands, right? The Giants still, yeah. you know, traveling after some of that baseball or whatever. Their bats didn't show up. It's like, yeah, but like yeah. Cobb wasn't there. Cobb was home. I, yeah, you don't exactly. know that, right? They send the pitchers home on these situations. He ain't he ain't flying overnight for no reason. So yeah. uh, he'll be fine, and it'll be a chilly night. He's a great pitcher, and and obviously the Braves might win like two to one, or I mean two nothing, or three one, or something like that. Could very well yeah. happen. But yeah, another strong option for the parlay of the day right here is a Giants plus two and a half under. You know, I don't know. I probably yeah, just it, keep it, it a seven and a half, it, nine and a half. I don't even know. It sounds to me like we've we've given at least three really good potential parlay options on, on this and, show. And in general, I hate parlays, but I mean, there's a lot of yeah. good options here yeah. uh, because yeah. it should be a low-scoring game. And again, if you're getting that two and a half or three and a half, you have to pay the premium for it, but then you pair it with an under or something like that. If that's, if that's a thing you like to do, that's a way I would look in this yep. game. Uh, also, if the curse of Cincinnati baseball holds, then uh, I'm fading the Cubs. So at least I've, at least the, the Mets should win big, right? There you go. So Exactly. Uh, I, 
I'm 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 on both sides of it there, but but again, this one where again the Giants could totally lose this game and we still win our play. That's the benefit. Yep. To yep. the run line. Uh, that's all of our games. Again, two that do not have lines yet. For right now, I've got an A play on the Astros run line at minus 105 at the Tigers. The Diamondbacks run line plus 115 at home against the Dodgers, and the Giants run line minus 115 at home against the Braves. Cousin Jared, any last words from you uh, to start us off on this uh, hopefully profitable baseball week? It, this baseball season has been fun. It's coming near the end of the regular season here. Uh, you know, the professor will be here with you all throughout the playoffs. Uh, but man, like, I can't believe that we're already in the middle of September. Yeah. It has been a, a fun season. The model really hit its stride. And let's just say mid-June. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's just been a lot of fun. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you again tomorrow for more baseball picks. We've got the college football picks as well. Lots of content for you this week. I'm making uh, my co-host work and myself, of course, work overtime <laughs> during these times. Yeah. Uh, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.